New York state lawmakers are expected to convene in an emergency special session tomorrow to extend the eviction moratorium. This comes after the Supreme Court slashed down New York eviction moratorium two weeks ago. And um, in response, you know, tenant rights and organizers have been demanding that the state leaders reconvene the legislature. And in addition to those tenants rights organizers, assembly members themselves have been asking to do so. And on top of this whole situation, there's been a bunch of difficulty with applying to New York's emergency rental assistance program. So people are on edge. We're in a housing crisis. And Marcella McTainest, the socialist state assembly person who represents Sunset Park and Red Hook in the assembly, is here to talk about everything that's going on. And I should mention McTainest began her career as a tenant organizer herself 15 years ago at Sunset Park. So she has been on the ground. She's been there. She's been evicted, and now she's up in Albany. Welcome, Marcella. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about the process of um, an emergency special session and whether there are Democratic majorities in the Assembly and the Senate who are prepared to extend this eviction moratorium? Do we have Governor um, Kathy Hochul's support? Yeah, so... Um, first, folks should know that most of the work in the assembly with passing legislation and our time up here in Albany is usually January through June. And for the rest of the year, we're in district, you know, doing, um, doing work in our district. So in order for us to pass legislation or change legislation, there has to be a special, a special session that's called where we're all expected to convene and actually take up this issue in this matter. Um, the governor, the incoming governor, Governor Hochul, has said that this is uh, something that she's monitoring, and um, it seems to be a priority to her, which is really great, because then that means that she is also pushing uh, for the special session. So as far as we know, we are going to be meeting tomorrow. So you're expected to convene, but it's not sure yet. We're expecting to convene, but I think that they're also just figuring out protocols because this is such um, an unusual time. The fact that people have to be called back and, you know, we still have to contend with, you know, COVID. Right. Absolutely. And so um, you may not know for sure, but but I guess I can say, what are your demands in regards to how long the new moratorium will run? Um, and if it's terms will be any different than the moratorium that is um, expiring today? Yeah, so I think that there is varying ideas of how long the moratorium should last. Um, Honestly speaking, I think that the moratorium should last for at least a year. Um, It isn't just about giving folks time to be able to apply and actually have the money rolled out. We need to understand that we are in historic times. We are still in a pandemic. You know, we're seeing the variant numbers uh, growing with people being hospitalized, schools about to open. The last thing we want to do is pass a short extension and find us, ourselves in the same situation where we have to call a special session again. Um, and honestly, it's going to take people some time to get back on their feet. You know, um, people are some people are working and those that are working are not working full time. So this is not something that's going to, you know, we're not going to bounce back. But if we can at least extend the moratorium, at least till January when we're back in session, at least if we need to act, we're already there and able to do it. Um, Some of the changes, I think particularly what we saw 
um, we're seeing a couple of things. There, there's definitely pressure and the need to to get the money rolled out. Uh, we know that there's um, roughly about 830,000 uh, households that are in need of rental assistance, but only 176,000 have actually applied. And from those 176,000, there's only about 46,000 that have actually been approved. So this is another issue, right? It's a two-part uh, application process. Either the tenant or the landlord can start it, but it, not, it cannot be completed and finished until the other party also um, does what they need to do. Um, so we're seeing a lot of tenants that have applied. They're mostly women head of households, so we know that these are families. Um, that are, are kind of like stagnant because their application part is completed and we're having a hard time getting landlords to, you know, do their part. They're complaining about not having the money, but we're also seeing that, you know, they're not, they're, they're not applying for it, right? Like, I'm not really sure where their critique and criticism is coming from. If they're upset that they're not getting money, we have a program, but we're still not, we're not seeing them, the, them participate. Um, the other thing that we need to understand is there are some counties that have the ability and have actually decided to opt out of the, the ERAP program. And so what we're seeing is because they've opted out, they're not, they're not eligible to apply for this rental assistance, even if they wanted to. People in those counties. And just to be clear for our listeners, the ERAP program is the Emergency Rental Assistance Program, and that's with... That was funded by roughly 2.5 billion of, of federal dollars um, with the last budget passing, correct? Yes, and so that is supposed to uh, provide up to 12 months worth of backed rent plus an additional three months moving forward if the household needs it and qualifies for it. Um, the fact that it's just taken us uh, already three months and we're still not able to get the money out the door is concerning because that means that people are going to need additional funds and additional assistance. So that's and, something that I'm hoping that we take up as well. Right. And quickly, because it, it is the last day of the moratorium and we don't know what will happen tomorrow. T- let's tell our listeners how they can apply for that. Because for the very small portion, you said like about 40,000 out of 170,000 applicants have received it yet, more or less. Yeah. So for that small portion who's received it, they do get all of those rent arrears covered for a year. So, so how can people go apply today if they want? So there, um, the application is available online. You can just Google rental assistance or the initials ERAP, which is the Emergency Rental Assistance Program. Um, offices like mine, my state office has been open and we've been publicly uh, talking to folks, giving out flyers. We've been helping with applications. There's some community groups, uh, community organizations that also do uh, this type of work that are also um, participating and helping folks that need the assistance in order to be able to apply. But, you know, it's online. Okay, great. And speaking of community organizations, um, uh, the, sorry, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, sorry, everybody. (laughs) Speaking of community organizations, um, the 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 tenants tenant organizers housing activists in new york city have really been 
at it the past year. You guys, you all have done so much. This is the reason why we keep seeing extended moratoriums. Talk a little bit about that, about how we've actually seen some success in the housing movement and to, to who's, you know, thanking who. Yeah, so it's important to understand that, you know, community organizations and tenant groups and tenant associations have really uh, focused on wanting to make this more public, having rallies, press conferences. Um, I believe there was a march in New York City today. Um, These things are important because what you're doing is you're spreading the word about what's happening. You're spreading the word about the problem. You're spreading the word about um, the possible solution. And, you know, it's surprising, but there's people out there that don't know that there's assistance for them and that they very much can qualify and apply for. So this is why, you know, it's so important to talk to your neighbors, talk to your uh, family, you know, talk to your community. It's really important to get the word out and they have been vigilant and they have been active, but we also need to understand that they've been vigilant and active because they're personally going to be impacted. You know, people don't talk about the trauma that's instilled when a family's evicted. If you lose your affordable housing, you are then thrusted out into the market. And it's very difficult. If you lose that affordable housing, it's very difficult to keep and maintain a market rate apartment. The tendency is that you're going to fall behind and rent again, and you're going to face eviction again. And so we want to end this cycle There's an opportunity now, we're in historic times, we're not out of this pandemic. You know, the eviction moratorium is also about mitigating the spread, and this is about a greater public good. Right, and and what have you heard from your constituents in Sunset Park? Um, You know, heavy Latinx, Middle Eastern, Chinese population. Yeah, so my community is... And and I know that you... Yeah, so um, my community has a large immigrant population, and we know that these communities um, are working class communities that are already facing um, housing insecurity. Um, They're likely to be over, um, you know, intergenerational families and, and, you know, two, three families having to come together to share an apartment because they can't afford it, right? So we know that they've already been impacted because of the pandemic, whether it's a lost job or, you know, they just weren't prepared health-wise to, to combat something like this. Um, the last thing we want to do is take away their housing. Um, and again, you know, this is also about mitigating the spread at a time where we're seeing a variant coming in and hospitalization numbers going up. And we still have, you know, high unemployment numbers. There's some businesses that, you know, no longer exist. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Assemblymember Marcella Mutanis, who hopefully is going back to session tomorrow to extend the eviction moratorium. We really appreciate having you on air. We uh, appreciate you representing us, um, uh, or symbolically, <laughs> if you're not in her district. <laughs> Thank you. I I have a district that I represent, but I'm very conscious of the fact that I also represent folks throughout the state of New York, both renters and owners, too. Great. So thank Thank you. you.